Hello and welcome to the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. I appreciate your support of the podcast. And today I'll be talking about the Atlanta Falcons and their game against the Panthers on December 21st of 2017. This podcast will be a game recap and I'll give some of my thoughts with drive-by-drive analysis and a note or two on each drive from each team. So to start off, drive number one for the Atlanta Falcons, they started off with the ball and and they immediately scored. They had a touchdown catch from Devontae Freeman where he did a nice job getting yards after the catch. There was a key block on the play on the touchdown and it came from the tight end Austin Hooper. And on the first drive, the backs did a nice job receiving out of the backfield and beating Carolina's linebackers who were in coverage. And it was a good looking drive from Atlanta. Carolina heads into their opening drive, and a note for them heading in, Jonathan Stewart, their star starting running back, is out, so now Christian McCaffrey, the rookie, became their number one option out of the backfield. On Carolina's opening drive, the Falcons did a nice job on third down, putting pressure on Cam Newton. Takaris McKinley pressured him, and color commentator Troy Aikman mentioned that the Falcons like speed over size in the draft, and I could not agree more. Takaris McKinley is a good example of that philosophy, and he went on to have a great game. Now for Atlanta's second drive, Andy Levitri went out with a triceps injury, and after that, the offense did not look the same without him, and they didn't score a touchdown again after he left the game. Another notable injury early in the game, Taylor Gabriel went down with a hamstring injury and didn't return. The Falcons are 4-0 when they've scored a touchdown on their opening drive. However, that means there's been 12 times when they haven't. Also now the Falcons are 10-0 and they've scored 20-plus points in 0-6 when they haven't. So that's a note heading in. Atlanta's second drive did not result in any points, and now Carolina got the ball back. On their second drive, Robert Alford had a breakup on first down. He played great defense, and then he broke up a pass on second down on a beautiful play. And Carolina was trying to pick on him early, but he showed up and made back-to-back plays in a big game. On Atlanta's next drive, they struggled running early. Devontae Freeman had a nice catch and run. He wasn't effective on the ground, but he was effective as a receiving threat. He was the team's leading receiver at the half. And Freeman had that 26-yard catch in that play, and it was from a Matt Ryan sidearm throw. Both Freeman and Coleman were split out wide on that play, and Devontae Freeman got a heavy workload on the ground and through the air early. Carolina got the ball back. There really wasn't much to say about that drive. And now for Atlanta's fourth drive... They returned the punt. Andre Roberts had a good return, but he lost 32 yards of field position because of another stupid special teams penalty on Atlanta, and the Falcons started around their own 12. That drive resulted in nothing for Atlanta. Matt Bosher had a booming punt. Carolina called for the fair catch, and the rookie gunner, DeMonte Casey, hit him. And that was Atlanta's third special teams penalty on the day. For Carolina's fourth drive, they started it off with a Fozzie Whitaker run, and he got nothing. The Carolina running backs did not start off well either, and neither team really had a run game, except for Cam Newton. He had a couple good runs for Carolina, but outside of that, not much for either team. Then it got to be 3rd and 10. Cam Newton threw an incompletion. He started off 0 for 9, which was the worst start in Carolina franchise history. The last player in the NFL to start off that bad was Matt Ryan during his rookie year against Tampa Bay in 2008. That play forced Carolina to punt, and... The pass for Newton that brought him to 0-9 was intended for Greg Olson, and there was good coverage by Robert Alford again, who had a great day, and it was likely his best game of the year. And one note I saw on Twitter, it was from Vaughn McClure in his account, 
The Falcons' pressure and plays on the ball are part of the reason Newton is 0-9 passing so far and the Panthers are 0-4 on third down. So now for Atlanta's fifth drive, the Carolina defense got their fourth third down stop and Atlanta was forced to punt. Matt Bosher punted it away. This time there were no penalties, but on the drive, Devontae Freeman hobbled off the field and it looked like he could return. He would. On Carolina's fifth drive, some highlights on the drive were not Carolina highlights. They threw a pass to Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton got his first completion, but Deion Jones was in coverage and tackled him for a loss of two. So even when Carolina got a completion in the past game, it went for negative yardage. It just, they just didn't start off well at all. A note on that play, Jones is one of the few guys in the league who can cover McCaffrey man-to-man, and the Falcons draft class from a year ago is the foundation for the defense. McCaffrey did not end up having a good day, mostly because of Deion Jones and his phenomenal coverage. Another highlight on the drive was a quarterback keep from Cam Newton on first down, and Grady Jarrett got off the block and tackled Newton for a loss of two on the designed run play. On third down on that drive, there was a completion to Greg Olson for a first down. It looked like Olson went down with injury. He got up and kept playing. He's a tough guy. Atlanta challenged the catch ruling. It was the only challenge of the game. I'm not sure why they challenged it. It looked like a clear catch to me. The rulings upheld. Atlanta burned a timeout. I think it was a dumb challenge to be honest, but at this point Atlanta had a 72.5% win probability, so things were still looking good from the Falcons' perspective. Then a holding penalty on Dontari Poe gave Carolina a first down on the next series, and then Grady Jarrett on second down sacked Cam Newton. Jarrett came in with great speed, lowered the boom, went right past offensive lineman Silla Talu for Carolina, and Jarrett had a couple of big plays in the first half. It was the second time he made a play one-on-one -on -one against Cam Newton. Then Carolina capped off the drive with a Devin Funches touchdown. They were able to get just enough plays. They had a lot of plays on that drive. They had 16 total plays, and they had only had 16 plays total in their first four drives. The Funches touchdown was a run-pass option when Cam Newton took the pass option, and it was an easy touchdown for Carolina on a good drive. Then the Falcons got the ball back for their sixth drive, just a few seconds left. They had a string of completions, and then Atlanta had a big completion, a 24-yarder to Hooper but the Falcons could not get to the line in time to spike it to give Brian a field goal try. There was one second left when we saw it on replay on TV, but the ruling on the field was that it didn't happen in time, and it's a weird rule that the booth only reviews with two seconds or more left, and to me it just doesn't make sense that they can't review it with one second left. And some halftime thoughts. There were a ton of squandered opportunities in the first half for Atlanta, but neither side turned it over in the first half. One note I saw from a Twitter account, The Falcoholic, an Atlanta Falcons blog, and their Twitter posted, This has been a very Falcons half. Stretch is a dominant play paired with awful decisions. Rise Up Reader, another Falcons blog at the half, said, The defense is playing its heart out, but the offense is lifeless after Levitri left. They also mentioned Arizona's up on Seattle, so help is coming from elsewhere. And at that point in the game, it also looked like a playoff game in New Orleans was the likely destination, but that would not end up holding. And at the half, the score was 7-7. It was dead even in terms of points. Now for Carolina's sixth drive, the first one to start off the second half for the Panthers. On third down, there was a good pass rush from Atlanta. Newton tossed it to McCaffrey, who got a few yards. But again, really nothing after the catch. That was a theme for the day for Atlanta and their coverage of the Carolina running backs. Carolina ended up punting. There was a good return from Roberts, but there was an illegal block in the back by Atlanta's Leroy Reynolds. 
Reynolds was blocking Thompson away from the ball, and Thompson was already falling over. It was completely unnecessary and stupid. And I'm wondering how this hasn't been fixed yet. It's just undisciplined play from the Atlanta Falcons, especially on special teams. On Atlanta's seventh drive, there was a record. Matt Ryan got the record for most pass yards by a player in his first 10 seasons in NFL history. Ryan passed Peyton Manning. Later in the drive, there was a third down and one where the Falcons got it. They got the first down, but there was a false start on Ryan Schrader. It was a seventh penalty for the Falcons in the game. There were four on special teams, and you just can't have this many penalties in a meaningful game. The Falcons had been penalized for 60 yards at this point. Carolina, zero penalties for zero yards. Then Matt Ryan got wide receiver Justin Hardy involved, completing a pass to him, and Hardy got a chance after Turbo Taylor Gabriel went down with an injury, and Ryan did a nice job getting lots of guys involved. And then to cap off the drive, it looked like Muhammad Sanu had a touchdown. He made a great catch, but it ended up not actually being a catch. The ball hit the ground, so the pass was incomplete. The Falcons had to attempt a field goal, and money Matt Bryant hit to give Atlanta a 10-7 lead. It was a successful opening drive of the half for Atlanta, but of course there was more to be desired for sure. It was a good drive, but the Falcons just couldn't finish in the red zone. And it was too bad they had to settle for a field goal in the red zone, but on the bright side, the defense got a good rest, and it's nice to at least get points to take the lead. Atlanta would never relinquish that lead. On Carolina's next drive, their seventh, McKinley brings down Newton. He had a nice game. And on second down, the ball sailed on Cam Newton, and it's intercepted by Rico Allen. It wasn't close to anybody. I'm not sure who the intended target was. There was no receiver close to the ball. And best of all, there were no flags on the play. It was only the sixth pick for the Falcons all year, the first for Allen. Only three of those six interceptions from Atlanta were from defensive backs. It set the Falcons up with good field position around the 40. It was the first turnover of the game and proved to be a backbreaker for Carolina. On Atlanta's eighth drive, Carolina got their first penalty of the game. Finally, on Charles Johnson, fresh off a four-game suspension, it was a neutral zone infraction, and Carolina, just a note, is the least penalized team in the league. So on the eighth drive to cap it off, Matt Bryant went out to attempt the field goal. It went right down the middle, and it pushed the Atlanta lead to six. And Atlanta got three points off the Carolina turnover, but the Carolina defense did come up big, preventing the Falcons from scoring a touchdown. So we have a 13-7 score at this point. And at this point in the game, the defense was really doing everything, kind of like they have all year, and the offense, again, just couldn't punch it in the end zone. It really epitomizes the Falcons' season. On Carolina's eighth drive, they go three and out. It brings up a fourth and three where they punt. It was the fourth three and out for Carolina on offense in eight drives. And now drive number nine for Atlanta. A note before the drive starts, the NFL Network officially announced on their Twitter that Julio Jones is the fastest player ever to 9,000 receiving yards. Then Justin Hardy comes up with a big catch, and he did a nice job stepping up for the injured Gabriel. I saw on the Falcoholic Twitter, they threw out there, the Falcons have to get Hardy involved, but watching him play, you wonder why they haven't more often. Then the fourth quarter starts, and Matt Bryant hits his third straight field goal right down the middle to make it 16-7. Bryant has now accounted for 10 of Atlanta's 16 points. And it's nice to have a consistent, reliable kicker like him that you can depend on in these must-win situations with playoff implications. Atlanta went up two scores with a quarter to go. Carolina got the ball back. They did not have a single first down in the third quarter. 
Grady Jarrett comes in defensively and has an awesome TFL, a tackle for loss against the Carolina run. And on that play, Ryan Khalil whiffed and Carolina just had no answer for Grady Jarrett at all in the game. The dude's an absolute monster and Poe and Jarrett just dictated the middle and got a great push in the middle of the Atlanta Falcons defense. Carolina was able to finish off their drive with a 42-yard field goal attempt from Graham Gano that was good. It went right down the middle. Gano only missed one time all year. It was a good stand from the Atlanta defense to prevent Carolina from scoring a touchdown. The Atlanta lead was reduced 16-10, and now it's a one-score game. On Atlanta's 10th drive, Austin Hooper got involved, had a catch, and then an observation I had from the game. Carolina got a solid rush on Ryan, but the Atlanta offensive line gave Matt Ryan just enough time. And Ryan really has shown up to this point. He's not been good. He's been great. And the stats don't really show you how great I think he was, but he had a huge impact on the game. And on Atlanta's 10th drive, they were able to finish it off by getting a field goal. They had four drives in the second half to this point. All four had ended in a field goal, and also Atlanta had gotten into Carolina territory every drive in the half to this point. Just a note before I move on from the drive, on second down, Julio Jones dropped a pass. He leads the Falcons with eight drops. And also on third down, Luke Keegley had a sack on Matt Ryan, which pushed the Falcons to the edge of Matt Bryant's field goal range. It made it a 56-yard attempt, and he hit. It was awesome. He's 8 for 9 on 50-plus yard field goals and got the lead back to 9 for Atlanta. And that made it a two-score game again. So then the score is 19 to 10. Bryant had accounted for 13 of Atlanta's points, and he's just been big today. He was an absolute superhero. Now Carolina on their 10th drive on 3rd down and 14. Cam Newton's wildly inaccurate looking for Greg Olson. Olson had been targeted 11 times during the game, only had one catch. That forced Carolina to punt, and the Olsen to Newton connection just struggled all night long, and Cam just didn't have it all day. But one guy, he's a top performer in my opinion. Takaris McKinley was consistently affecting the quarterback in Cam Newton and forcing a lot of those errant throws. He had multiple pressures on Newton. Atlanta gets the ball back. It gets to be third down and seven. There's a dropped pass by Muhammad Sanu that was in his hands. It stopped the clock with four minutes and 29 seconds left. Falcons go three and out. Bosher in to punt it away. Carolina gets the ball back, and the Panthers' offense just looked bad. Atlanta's defense looked good. Cam Newton throws the ball, and it's intercepted. The pass was tipped and intercepted by Keanu Neal. The Falcons were playing zone coverage, and the ball was high and behind the intended receiver, Greg Olson. Deion Jones was in coverage, and Keanu Neal picked it and returned it all the way down to the 23, so Atlanta... Good starting field position on their second interception. They're about to start off in the red zone. And a note there, that was Keanu Neal's first career interception coming at a good time in a big game. Now for Atlanta's last drive, it went three plays and nine yards. It got to be fourth and one. So Matt Bryant came out to kick. He's been kicking in the NFL for 16 years and hits a 33-yarder from PAT range. Bryant sends it right down the middle to go five for five from field goal on the night. He was my game MVP. Matt Ryan wasn't far behind, and Atlanta got three more points off of turnovers and six total points off of turnovers on the night. 22-10 to 10 is the score now. Carolina needs two scores, and on their final drive, Cam Newton enters. His career low completion percentage coming into the game was 35.7%. At this point in the game, had a 34.5 completion percentage and a QBR of 30. On the final drive with 124 left on first down, Vic Beasley sacks Newton. 
Adrian Claiborne comes in, who had earlier been out with an injury, and that was a good sign. And then Newton helps Caroline advance the ball down the field. He throws to the end zone, and it's picked off by Robert Alford in the left corner. It was Atlanta's third interception of the game. The Falcons, again, only had five interceptions in 15 games coming in, and three in this game alone. Atlanta only had two interceptions in 15 games coming in by defensive backs. All three of them that happened against the Panthers were from defensive backs. Alford had a great game, and this will go down as likely his best of the season. Alford got his first interception of the season on the last defensive play of the regular season. So now that puts the defense into the postseason with plenty of momentum, and that's the game. Matt Ryan in the victory formation kneels, and then Atlanta is heading to the playoffs. As the number six seed in the NFC, they will go on to play at the LA Rams. That's all I have for today's show. There will be another Birds and Braves podcast episode coming at you with more analysis and thoughts from this game. This was the game recap. I appreciate your support of the show, and I'll see you back soon with another one. Thank you.